Welcome to the Ross, L and Luke show. My name is Ross Pepper. Almost 15 years ago, I discovered we are all infinitely more powerful than we realize. And now it's my life's purpose to help you discover your greatness. Alistair McDonald. Hey, Ross. Al is, has founded multiple businesses, including one he recently took from startup to 50 mil turnover. He works as a business coach, helping teams achieve powerful results. And we have Luke Farrar. Hello. Luke is the CEO and founder of LF Signs. He loves sales so much, I think he'll never give it up. So he'd best introduce himself. Yes, yeah, so well, I'm an, I'm an all-around nice guy, great salesman, funny as fuck, extremely good-looking, uh, and I don't know what modesty is as yet, but I'm, I'll find it eventually. <laughs> Thanks, mate. The three of us are Aussie blokes, we're dads, and we're entrepreneurs. Between us, we've made a lot of mistakes and learned a few things about life, love, relationships, and business. And we're here to share those with you. You may get three different perspectives or you may get one universal agreement. But whatever you take away from today, you can be absolutely guaranteed we enjoyed delivering it to you. Welcome, gentlemen, to episode number 57. 57. Well, we... Welcome. Flyby. Yeah, 57. Uh, mm. Yeah. Excellent. Now, uh, a, couple of, uh, a couple of days ago, I found myself uh, in hospital which was uh, a, uh, an interesting experience. It's been so long since I'd been there that they had details from um, a long time ago, a previous relationship in, you know, almost like in another life. So wow. um, it was uh, good to know that uh, I don't make regular trips to the hospital. However, on this occasion, it was an interesting experience for me. The right side of my body wasn't working properly. I actually had symptoms of a, excuse me, I had symptoms of a migraine to start with, so yeah. I didn't think too much of it. I get them once in a blue moon, not very often. You know, I might get, say, a couple in, you know, close proximity, so be in, in one month, but I might go anything up to a couple of years without, without having one. So I didn't think too much of it, but then when I got home, I knew there was something, something else wasn't quite right. So uh, I took myself inside and I laid down. I thought, oh, you know, the migraine might go away or whatever it is. A couple of hours later, it still hadn't gone away and I was a little bit clumsy on my feet. So I started to worry a little bit more about it and think, well, you know, what is this? But the right side of my body, it wasn't just my leg, it was also my, uh, my arm as well that, that was giving me, uh, that didn't have the same kind of coordination. So I uh, got my wife to take me down to the hospital thinking that this could be um, something more serious. You know, when one side of your body doesn't work, that's, you know, that's a big worry. Anyway, they did tests and they, uh, and then they said, well, we're going to do more tests and stick you in another machine. And I'm like, okay, well, that means it might've been something, but they weren't really giving me much at this point. So, um, at the end of it all, they're like, look, there's something possibly there, but it's so minor. We can't confirm that, you know, that, it, that it's a stroke. So we're going to say it's not a stroke, yep. but, um, and you know, the next, by the next day I was fine, you know, as good as normal as if nothing had ever happened. But it was certainly an interesting wake-up call for me to, and to go through that, uh, that experience. You know, I'm, I'm uh, reasonably healthy. I've been thinking about getting healthier and how to make that work in my, in my lifestyle. Um, what's, you know, how to arrange my time so that I, I'm taking care of that better. And this was a great, I guess, catalyst to help that. Something really minor that they're going to say is, you know, well, we're not even going to call it a stroke. We we can't be convinced that it was. So, yeah, uh, yeah. So that's that's what happened to me. It, it was an interesting journey to uh, into hospital and have to spend, 
you know, uh, almost 24 hours in there, being, you know, needles and things stuck into me and all sorts of tests and things. Yeah. Quite an experience. Luke, do you know a guy mm. that can help with uh, health, well-being, nutrition, all that sort of stuff? Oh, I'm not <laughs> sure. I'll have a look out the back. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I, I've had a bit of experience with similar mm. uh, scenarios myself and with other people that I know. So yeah, I can I can pitch in. Yeah, I'm not a qualified mm. doctor. I'm going to put that out. Well, there. That, that's a good thing, because yeah, because one of the things that one of the doctors said to me is his immediate response was, "Oh, if da da da, we, we'll we'll just give you some medicine." Yeah. And I'm like, mm. really? That's your first response mm-hmm. to some symptoms is you'll give me medicine. Um, that's fine if there's something happening right now that we yeah. need to fix right now, but that's not a solution. That's a short-term fix. Second response is exploratory surgery. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, wow. yeah. Avoid, it, avoid it at all costs. So yeah. Um, yeah. I've got another thing for you, and I want you to just look into it and let me know what you think. Oh, I mean, it's there's no risk here. There's a machine called a Max Pulse. Mm-hmm. Have you come across that? So there's a network that you and I are in where this has been. They test, yeah. So I got tested, and it was, yeah, it was you good. Did. I got a really good result. Oh, you've done it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So the, the first, the first sign that I've ever had of anything not being 100 percent was probably about 18 months ago. I got a um, high blood pressure for the first time. Yeah. Um, then I've had another t- test since, which was fine. They tested, and they're like, it's on the high side, like it's 130 over 80, whereas I used to be 120 over 80 forever. Um, so it's the first signs of it being high, but I I do have a lot of salt in in my in my diet as well. Yeah. Uh, my dad's got high blood pressure, and I know he has a lot of salt in his diet as well. We so he cut that out. A couple of years yeah. ago. Yeah. With you specifically about mm. explaining uh, your dad had similar sort of predisposition to um, to salt. Mm. Yeah. Tolerance. So yeah, that sodium you want to cut out. Yeah. Yeah, and it's in so many foods now. You just yeah. look on the back of the, the mm. packet and there's not even, you know, those star ratings on the on the packets, I'm not sure how they do them because sometimes they're not great either. Yeah. You know, look at it and they go, well, you know, some of these levels aren't great, but because of the products that they're using, they seem to have a, a better star rating than they probably should. So and that would be, you know, with sodium, that's definitely one of the markers, but... I, I'd come be, I'd come down to so if I asked you a couple of questions so you told me that you know uh, what happened to you at hospital and mm. you know, uh, I, my first question would be um, how, how, how do you deal with stress how, how stressful has your life been yeah they did ask me a lot to? about stress yeah 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 so that was a that was a big thing that they were um, asking about was stress definitely look um, generally speaking I don't kind of buy too much in, in on my on like stress as a thing that's happening but I, I've got a feeling that it might be going on in the background I'm just not really aware of it recently yeah. there's a there's a lot of things that are that are happening right now um, you know this this podcast being due today and uh, yesterday I was meant to be uh, delivering a speech and the day before the day before um, there was, there was another major commitment as well. So, you know, kind of every day this week, rather than just, you know, business as usual and, uh, and stress levels as usual, mm. there's been major things happening on multiple days this week, one after the other. Uh, that doesn't it, sound, though, like a little bit of recent stress will cause something like that. Like that sounds like something much deeper, really, doesn't it? 
So no, they were they were really asking a lot about stress. Uh, yeah, exactly. couldn't find any. So once you do bloods in a hospital, so they do the fundamental tests. Yeah. If they can't find anything wrong with your heart, your blood yeah. pressure, um, you know, certain indicators will tell them if there's anything, you know, that's wrong with your cardiovascular system, your nervous system potentially as well, depending on what scan it goes through uh, or you go through. And then, because I've seen it a lot uh, and people just go in hospital and say, I've got a pain in my chest. Yeah. So they look for DVT, you know, they'll, they'll test for, a, you know, a heart attack or mm. any heart murmurs and things like that and they can't find it. So it's a psychosomatic response to, uh, it, well, essentially people can make themselves sick. Mm. Yeah. And, mm. and this yep. is something I've dealt with uh, personally with, with someone I know uh, pretty well and they've, they've struggled with it throughout their life, multiple doctors, multiple diagnosis. And... You, you can, you get to a level, if we're, if we're operating, say, a level between 1 to 10 on the stress scale, and then, you know, say we get to 6 or 7 and we start to activate our fight or flight, yeah, system. If we're operating at 8 to 10 for a month solid, uh, and everyone's different, so, you, you know, to you, Ross, it might have been missing a couple of commitments really stresses you out, you know, really means a lot to you. I know with time, when I let people down, I, I take it, you know, really hard. You know, um, and that that affects me. I stress. You know what mm. I mean. I, yeah. It affects me quite heavily. Um, but it's different for everybody. I know what you're saying so. Al, with you, you know, you you probably ought to take a lot more different types of stress than me. Yeah, and vice versa. So we're all different in the way that we um we we take stress and and mm. deal with it. So yeah, and when they can't find things in hospital that's generally a good indicator to me that, you know, how you're dealing with stress, you're slowing the mind down enough to, you know what I mean, get in touch mm. with the the mind and the body. So when, so because when things aren't working, to me that says that diagnosis is that your head and your body potentially aren't connecting properly, mm. you know what I mean? So, and it will, it'll it'll shut off your vision, it'll it'll stop one arm working, you know, it's, it's, it's almost a sign to say, listen, there's something that, you know, is environmentally causing you to be this way mm. and it's time to just yeah stop slow down analyze it you know it might even be go and have a break or just get yourself out of the environment or the world that could be the potential cause yeah and mm. see if that is yeah okay. I, I've, I've definitely been listening to my body and and uh and noticing that i i do need to make changes which is why i've been thinking well how do i make you know these like health and fitness yep. um fit into my, my routine like how do i change it and how am i going to make that work that's why it's been. Uh, I've been looking at that now. Um, it also caused something interesting for me because some people think there's always something wrong, and and I'm like, well, that's the difference between listening to your head and listening to your body. Yeah. So if we listen to our to our head, we, you know, who knows what we can what we can come up with. But if we listen to our and if we don't listen to our body, then we just kind of miss a lot of things, and then by the time something happens, it's often too late. So actually, listening to our body is a really important thing, um, which is something I've always been able to do. I've always being really clear uh, with with my body. So much, so many times I go to a doctor and I say, oh, you know, this is kind of what's going on, and um, they have their own opinion, and their opinion is just way off. Uh, one 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 doctor said he wouldn't even treat me unless I went and got a, an X ray because he thought my arm was broken. I'm like, no, dude, it's not broken. I can guarantee that. But he goes, well, I'm not going to treat you unless you do that. Yeah. So I said to him, I said, well, if I do, when I do go get this X ray and it comes back and it's fine, can you still treat me? Is there things you can do? And he said, yes. So I said, okay, I'll go get your x-ray for you. I got the x-ray. I came back and he said to me, there's nothing we can do. 
Like, are you serious? You just yeah. told, you just got me yeah. to do an X-ray for no reason at all. Um, uh, for no reason for you. No, no. Well, he's lied to there me. Was a reason he for told him. me that that well, if he can't treat me, then he can't treat me, and um, we can we can leave well, it here, and I can walk like away without to having to get an X-ray. Cover off, and they do medically now. They you know they drink from their own well. It's like a chiropractor will always spruik you know the benefits of. Sure, but he still he still didn't know, have to lie to me. He could have said, "Well, treatments. if 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 it's not broken, there's nothing we can do." Yeah, uh, and if it's broken, we can. So I suggest you go get the X-ray, and then I can still choose as a patient what I do. Like, it's still my right to choose whether or not I get treatment. Yeah. So, ironically, I don't know what you guys think of, say, physiotherapists, for instance, for, for instance but doctors don't have a great opinion of physios. And mm-hmm. actually, they are the first port of call for anything, as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. I mean, body, yeah, overall yeah, body movement. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You play footy, they're mm-hmm. the ones that are there, mate. In fact, even, even just a highly qualified trainer, who's not even a fully qualified yeah. physio yet, mm-hmm. they'll crap on a doctor for that, for that immediate... Mm. triage but now. They, yeah they understand how the body connects and, totally. and moves together whereas it, you know you say I've got a pain in my elbow the doctor will go okay so it could be RSI what do you do um, let's prescribe some anti-inflammatories you know but it mm-hmm. could be all as I was saying with football it could be related to the shoulder and your neck you know if you, mm-hmm. you got so much muscle tension in there that it's you know it's forcing your arm to act a certain way and uh, move a certain way and that's going to cause pain so yeah i agree and it's not yeah, it's not, yeah, the mechanics it's not are talking doctors down it's just <clears throat> at the end of the day everyone has their their area of knowledge mm-hmm. and yeah um and there's so much to know about a body and there not is. all are like that you know not no. all doctors are like that no. some have a bit more of a holistic view which i find is great so they'll, yep. they'll yep. refer you to physios and chiros yep. and um but you got to look at it as a doctor with maybe a hundred patients a day, I don't know. I've seen some clinics where you just go, oh "My God, how many people are here?" Right, and this is just mm. constant all day. Yep. So yep. they're there to solve a problem within yep. the time that they have. Yeah. And yep. I'll be just going, "Cool, arm sore. Let's go through the checklist, and yeah. it's yep. the checklist that they know of. Yeah? yeah, and within the space that they work in and the information they have. So, and whether it's like you get a good doctor that kind of sees something that's not quite the arm, but it's like, okay, maybe we should have a look here. And I've, I've I've seen a couple of those doctors and you go, oh, it's really intuitive. Like, I appreciate that, yeah. Mm. But, you know, they're looking in that way. But it's the information you give them too that I think the backstory as well with the doctor. Mm. Don't ever hide anything, yeah? So, like, mm. if, you've, yep. if you've fallen over and you, you've been dizzy, you know, and, and, you know, something's not quite right and say so you were there to get your arm treated because you fell over and you didn't tell them that you'd been suffering dizziness and you fell over and that's a result of your mm-hmm. now sore arm, it's not going to give them context, so they can only help you so far as the you know yep. the information that you give them. So I think that's important too. Yep. Yeah. But walking, anything, exercise. So if you haven't been doing anything, do something. Yeah. I... No, don't lament on what it is. Just like it might be just walk. You know, you don't. We don't have to go down and book into the you know the nitro gym and start killing ourselves. But just yeah, any movement's going to produce different chemicals in the brain, endorphins, dopamine, and they're all great things, you know, and, and that's where it all sort of stems from, Yeah, I believe. Yeah, yeah, I, I, the exercise I get is pretty much when I'm hanging out with the kids, you know, yep. running around the yard or something like that. But your exercise, yeah, for you, something that you can mm. do by yourself, I think that's, that's important, but do what you can. Like if you've got 10 kids and you have no time, <laughs> it's like, cool, I'm going to strap two on me back and I'm going to go for a walk, but it's, it's more that having that, you know, you're not a parent for that 
that time. Mm. And I know a lot of people that really enjoy going to the gym because it's their time, especially if they've got kids, um, you know, and they, they really sort of cherish that. But you do what you can. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's a, you know, it's a great, uh, hey, stop thinking about it and, uh, and start implementing. Um, so, yeah, it was good for that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, certainly an interesting experience. So if there's anyone out there that's, uh, that is thinking about doing anything about their health, uh, stop thinking and just start doing. Yeah. And understand what happened to you is just your body's way of saying it's not all well. Mm. Yeah, it's not the end of the world, yeah, most yeah. certainly, yeah. but it's just a little heads up. But think of it as a little stick in the side of the belly that's saying, oi, you know, you need to have a look at this and address it because um, your body's also got a really great innate natural way of repairing itself if we just let it as well mm, okay yeah. big difference between a little stick in the ribs and a red hot poker up the ass yeah and a red hot poker <laughs> up the ass all these terminal illness shit that you can't yeah correct you know what i mean so i take it as a real well it's more challenging to correct yes there yes are so cha- yeah have may or may not be able to yeah. come yeah. back from it but you know the little the little jab in the ribs is uh quite a nice way of your body telling you and I've had the same as well. I've lost vision in one eye, mm. driving twice and got home. And yeah, that was after heavy weights. And I realised I've had a uh, Paget Schroeder's uh, disease, which is a, um, what is it? It's almost like a form of DVT up in the chest between the, uh, the, the, the arteries that come from uh, the chest region through the top rib up into my neck. So when I'm retracting, and lifting, you know, a hundred plus kilos, mm. uh, there's no blood getting to my brain. Right. <laughs> yeah. So That's I kind of go, thing. yeah, is this natural? Like I just feel like <laughs> this, yeah, trans- yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, and just complete, like just looking at someone's face and I could only see one half of it. Oh yeah. And I thought, oh my God, I've got brain cancer. Oh my, <laughs> fuck. That yeah. was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> panic. Yeah, this is no good. So that's why I don't go to the gym, mate. It <laughs> 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 just brings up these horrible things. But, you know, and I'm working out because they're saying, oh, am I supposed to feel lightheaded like this and that? Mm. I'm like, yeah, yeah it's, quite, you know, well, it's quite natural. And I'm like, fuck. And then, so, yeah, and they said that you could continue to do it. Uh, but, yeah, the ramifications are is that something could come off into the, through the artery and up into my optic nerve and into my brain and kill me. Right. So I said to yeah. the doctor, are you kidding me? Like, what can we do to fix this? And one said, a neurosurgeon said, uh, no more weights or anything above the head. Mm. Like, fuck, I'd rather die in the gym than on the couch. <laughs> and he's just going, well, you, then you'll die. That's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> said Is there anything else we can do? And he's going, right, we'll get you on aspirin once a day to try and sort of thin the blood out a bit. Yeah, mm. We did a, a live movement, um, like an MRI, which is quite, you know, like it was, it was really, really weird. They like retract. Mm. So you'd hear do 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 with the blood mm. and then you'd retract and they go, now really retract? And then there's nothing. Mm. Go, fuck, so there's no blood. And they're like, yeah, yeah that's quite bad. Yeah, And And then the, who, I can't, yeah, the, I went to see a second neuro, uh, I think it was a surgeon. Mm. And he referred me to his top guys. He said, this is very rare, but uh, it just so happened that his son had it, who was a blacksmith. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, so all this above the head. So, you know, mm-hmm. be hitting stuff and he'd be driving. So whenever he had his hands up just about shoulder height when he was driving, he'd just mm. feel like he'd nod off. Oh, so wow. this is a blood factor. And mm. I said, wow, like what's, what are the chances that your son had it? And he's going, I know, right? Mm. And he's like super excited. <laughs> <laughs> I go, could I get on like 
Dr. Phil or some shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, well, where's this going to take me? And he's going, no, no, no. And he said, um, with his son specifically, they took out the two top ribs. Jeez. Wow. Yeah, to just allow that room. Yeah, for the uh, for the blood flow to get through. I said, oh, okay. So, you know, so ribs, can we just take strange. out my two top ribs and then I'll be back at the gym and he's going, dude, I would not wish it upon anyone. He goes, it's the most severe mm. uh, surgery. Like, it, you know, the recovery time, I think it was eight weeks. Six, he couldn't do anything. Couldn't lift his arms. And, and it's very, very painful. So he said in my case, it wasn't. Like, can you just imagine the circular relevant. stuff going on in your chest? Oh, and I just think our ribs is extreme. He explained it to me, and I went, "No, nah." And he goes, "Like, yeah, worst case, if you just really want it, we can do it." But he goes, "I think you're going to benefit by altering your training." So that's what I had to do. Mm. Two weeks of deep depression, standing at the gym, going, "Can't do anything (laughs) except fucking legs," and I hate it, and I'm sick of it. Yeah, but we worked through it, and the trainer was really good at just um, altering things up. But there was, I was flat there for a little bit. Mm. What's going on? I said, I just. Fucking, I was doing, you know, and I'm watching guys fucking doing bench mm-hmm. presses and I'm going, ah, so good. And I couldn't do it anymore, you know. So, but I had to alter, change, and and it really benefited me. I learned a lot from that. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't have I wouldn't have diagnosed it. No. Nah. And yeah, the body just said, hey, this is something wrong with you. And I went through all the brain scans and that. And I was just like, as soon as I got off the machine, I said, don't fucking tell me now was there a, was there anything on me brain we can't tell you so I don't, I don't care I got three kids man <laughs> like you should be good yeah give me the disc and I might go to the doctor and yeah I wouldn't leave it until I knew so mm. nothing on yep. the brain good yeah yeah so listen to your body absolutely all right so uh, I hope that you're all keeping fit and healthy out there and uh, and if not, hopefully this is this is your wake up call rather than the uh, the one the other one that you could get. Thanks for sharing, Ross. Mm. Thank you, and we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks, guys. Mm. This has been Ross Pepper, Alistair McDonald, and Luke Farrar for the Ross L and Luke Show. If you wish to get in contact regarding the show, please reach out to us via email at rosslluke at gmail.com. That's rosslluke at gmail.com. To discover more about myself, Ross Pepper, please visit my website, rosspepper.com. To check out L and discover what he can do for your team, please visit his website, alistairmcdonald.com.au. And if you're ready for an awesome sign for your business, be sure to visit Luke at lfsigns.com.au. This has been the Ross Allen Luke Show. Thanks for listening and have a spectacular day.